welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. So typical Kylie fashion forgot to press record. So here we are just going to get this thing going. (laughs) So Annie interviewed me a couple of weeks ago on her podcast, you know, um, roles are reversed. I'm interviewing her. I think you guys are going to love what she has to say. Her message, her vibe is really similar to be you sis. And I think she's going to give you guys just a lot of great insight. And there's going to be a lot that you can take away from this interview. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Annie, I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I am so excited. And even though it's taken a few different scheduling podcasts really, really going, and then even starting and not recording, um, I am literally just so happy to be here and, and hopefully share some insight into life. Honestly, hopefully I can say something that will yes. inspire or um, connect with somebody on some level. And I know you will. So before we get into it, I want to ask you a question that is really dear to my heart and just something that I think people answer really beautiful, especially the people that, you know, are really in tune with themselves and and are on this self-love, healing, growing journey, whatever you want to call it. So Annie, how are you able to stay true to yourself? Mm, I love this question. And if I'm being just so honest right now, I'm really on a journey. I'm I'm in this season. I don't know if anybody listening can relate to that, but I am fully in this season of finding myself, of reconnecting to who Annie Graft is. And and I've been on that journey for the last few years now. Um, and kind of we were talking before we hit record on this, you know, especially in today's day and age, we I feel like our generation is so apt to commit ourselves to so many different things. We forget about ourselves. And so one thing that's been really key and just like grounding me to to really who I am is doing something every single day that fills my cup. And I feel like that might be a saying that is overused, but what I mean by that is, you know, we schedule meetings, we follow passions, we show up for other people, we go to work, we show up for our family, we support our friends, you know, we have pets, we have so much stuff going on and not to say that those things aren't passions of ours, but I honestly believe and have experience with passion leading to burnout. And one thing that's really helped me just connect back down to my why and connect back to myself has been this concept of filling my cup every day. And it can be something that is five minutes, or it can be something that's an hour and a half long. And it's just something you're committed to doing every single day. I know we've talked and you're into meditating and yoga. And I, for me, it is journaling every day, whether that is two minutes and I'm just Mm -hmm. scribbling in my notebook right before I head out the door. 
and or an hour gym sesh. Um, and not even an hour, but just a daily sweat sesh. It can be if I'm in a quick hustle, it's 15 minutes. It's in my house, you know, or it's at the gym and it's an hour long. But those are two things that really help me fill my cup so I can go on with the rest of my day and at least feel, you know, filled a little bit. Yes. Yes. And it's crazy because it, what it comes down to is essentially is showing up for yourself. Like whether it's a five minute meditation, whether it's two minute journaling session, whether it's an hour workout session, it really is just showing up for yourself. And it's funny because I don't know if you can relate to this, but you know, I was given so much advice as like a young girl, especially from my mom, but like no one ever told me like Kylie, like make sure you're showing up for yourself. Like that was never really like a, that was never really a saying that we were taught as young girls. And I, and I think it's so beautiful that we're at a place now where it's becoming trendy in a sense. It, it's becoming cool to show up for yourself. It's becoming cool to know who you are and be vulnerable. And for so long, it, that wasn't really like the cool thing. So before we, you know, really get into it, I do want to kind of touch on something that you said in the beginning was you're in this season, right? Like you're going through it. Like, what is that? Because I can relate. But what does that look like in a sense? Because, you know, how does, how is that for you when you're going through it and you're figuring out all these things, but you're also, you're looked at this person that people are going to for advice or going to for positivity. So how do you kind of like balance those two, I guess? Yeah. Okay. It's actually, and my dog's throwing toys behind me. Um, <laughs> it's actually so crazy um, that you asked that question because I actually made a post today about this on my Instagram. And I I think actually we, we tend to think that those two things are separate. Being in it, struggling, doing life, right? Life's crazy. Life's busy. You know, going through loss, grief, really honestly, all the hard things that go into life. And, you know, people tend to think those aren't allowed to happen while you're thriving and inspiring and motivating others and succeeding in business and doing all these other things. But what I found in the last few years and what I really love shedding a light on is, is I'm going through it, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't pause my life. And I think actually what's really inspiring about how I show up and just the feedback I've gotten is that whatever season of life I'm in, up, down, <laughs> plateau, wherever I'm at, I'm showing up for me and I'm showing up for my goals. And I'm not saying, oh, well, something in my life is going on. So everything else is put on hold, right? And I actually think that's the inspiring part because like, let's be quite honest, life is happiness and grief and loss and struggle and fulfillment and excitement and passion and love and and then struggle again and hardship again and and then the good times and then the you know the okay times and the boring times right and that's life and and I don't think that's separate I don't think success and inspiration and motivation have to be separate from somebody who's in it and and I've kind of dealt with this weird like honestly reflection where when I'm in it and and in seasons of working on myself and going through something I have the tendency or the the urge to kind of you know draw back and and not show up for others not show up for my business not show up for myself not show up for my community but what I've realized is actually in just kind of being transparent and showing up and telling people guys like here I am. I'm somebody you might look up to, but I'm I'm in it with you, and right. and I'm still taking those baby steps, right? So, yeah. 
Does that come down to self-discipline though? Because I'm so on board. Like it, like joy and grief and happiness and sadness. Like those, those are those all. Those are all together. Like you don't feel joy without sadness. You don't feel mm-hmm. happiness without grief, without loss. Like those are. I'm trying to think of the word, but I can't think of it. But those go hand in hand, one thousand percent. But it's one thing to understand that, and then it's another thing to feel sadness and to feel grief, but then still find the energy to show up for the people you need to show up for, or to still find the energy to to do your work and to be the person you want to be because it's one thing to think that, but then like when you're in this situation and you feel in you and you're struggling and you're going through it, but to really like show up, like where do you find that strength? Is that inner strength? Is that self-discipline? Like what do you think that comes down to if you could like point it to one thing? Yeah, no. And that's actually, that is also a good point. And I don't want to come off unrelatable because guys, I'm going to be honest, like when I have really hard times, I'm super open on my page on social media about struggling with depression and anxiety. And so when I'm like, guys, for me, fall has always been a hard season for me, emotionally, mentally, my depression kicks up and that, and that it's been what it is. Right. And so there are days where I you know what? I'm I'm not on my phone. I don't post on stories. I don't, you know, record a podcast. I I'm not working my business. I'm not showing up for people. And I am taking that me time and I am honoring those moments. And so I don't want to come off and say, you know, oh guys, no hustle, hustle, hustle through the hard times. But right. we, yeah, we can be so honest with ourselves. Cause I find, um, like how many times have we told ourselves and this, you know, this is kind of a question to everybody listening, like, Oh my God, like my teacher's brother's daughter's hamster died. So I can't do any work today. I cannot. Nope. I'm not going to go to the gym. I just need to honor this hamster's death. Like, right. you know, and we find we excuses and we find, yeah, we, yeah, we bullshit ourselves into thinking like, Oh, that's an excuse for me to not get after the things I want to get after. But guys, in reality, like, you know, and deep down, you know, the days where it's like, nope, it is not happening. And, and for me, I know those very clearly from the days where, you know, the mornings are hard and then I'm able to get up and I'm able to do my journaling and a lot of my daily dues. And that does come from habits. And that does come from discipline that I have honestly created over the last few years. Because if you would have asked Annie Graf, you know, four years ago, uh, while I was still in college, uh, honestly, quite a shit show. If you guys think I'm a hot mess now, <laughs> four years ago. College. <laughs> yeah. But you know, four years ago, I, I hadn't developed those habits. And I, I quite honestly didn't even really have this mindset. I was definitely the person holding off my goals because my teacher's brother's daughter's hamster died and I could not make it to the gym, you know? So, so anyway, it's definitely come through time, you know, a lot of time of getting to know myself and also developing habits that do fill my cup. So, you know, on days where there is grief and there's loss and there's disappointment or whatever I'm going through, um, if I can get up, do some of those daily things, those daily habits, I talk heavily about my morning routine and everything. Um, if I can get up and do those, a lot of times that's what picks me up and what allows me to say, Hey, you know what? I can get through this. You know, today might not be my best day, but I'm going to keep showing up for Annie and I'm going to keep showing up for the goals that I've declared because those matter for me. And and if I don't show up, quite honestly, nobody else is going to show up for me, you know? Right. No, I love that. Everything that you said. And I can't wait to get more into, you know, the morning routine and the habits and the self-discipline and and things like that. But it it is important what you said, because 
yes, at the end of the day, you do have those days where you're like, you know what, it's just today's just not the day. I'm just I don't feel like showing up for anyone today. But at the end of the day, like you said, yeah, you 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 need to do what's right. You need to show up for yourself. Everyone has bad days. You can't allow those bad days to consume you. And I think that's beautiful because I know how hard that is. Everyone knows how hard that can be. You just want to get swallowed in that grief, you know, but but you can't. You really just can't. So we talked a lot about, you know, who is Annie Graft? This is, you know, she on paper, entrepreneur, business owner, does all the things, social media influencer. But you were, you know, one day you were interested, you know, in the Air Force. You went to a military school. Like, well, I don't know. Was it a military school or did you go to the actual military? Or is it both, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So the Air Force Academy. And then I commissioned into the Air Force as an officer, which the whole process is kind of confusing. But yeah. Yeah. No, it is a little confusing for sure. So <laughs> let's get into that because I think, you know, learning about people like before they're where they are right now and that journey in itself, navigating that, like thinking you want to do one thing and then realizing one day that it's just not for you. I think that's when we grow the most. And I think that's when we learn so much about ourselves. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. And my time in the military was honestly a huge transformation period, or honestly, internal, external, just like a a mindset shift that I went through. But I, as much as I truthfully resented and hated my time in the military, I honestly believe that it was so necessary for me to go through what I went through to to be where I'm at today. Um, So kind of real quick of how I got there, just backstory for everybody. I went to the Air Force Academy. I went there for gymnastics. And truthfully, I I didn't so much want to be in the military. And I'm just going to be really honest. My dad had declined an appointment to the Air Force Academy, which you guys don't know, it's super prestigious military academy, like really hard to get into all this sort of stuff. But then you commission as an officer and you have a five-year commitment after you graduate from you know college. And so it's normal, you know, it's a college and but you're also doing military training at the same time. So um, my dad had declined his appointment there because there weren't enough women. <laughs> my dad's oh, like, wow. yeah, He's like, like I'm like, my wife. <laughs> literally, like, not enough girls, not not many options. <laughs> um, I'm that gonna say so no. Funny. Wow. So funny. So um, I definitely think he was kind of living vicariously through me and the door that opened there. Yeah, when I started getting recruited to do D1 gymnastics at the academy. So anyway, I had I had really no intentions of being in the military. But the, the plus side that I did see was, hey, after college, at least with this, you know, I will I'll go straight to a new state. I'll have a job set up for me. I'll do something for five years, which will at least give me some, you know, credibility and some good resume boosters for whatever I choose to do down the road. Uh, truthfully, at 16, 17, I had no freaking idea what I wanted to do in life. Right. But I, I was, I'm so glad. I had, yeah, right. I'm so glad that I had like the foresight to at least be like, you know what, this might set me up for something good down the road. So anyway, I ended up going to the Air Force Academy where I spent four years and graduated commissioned into the Air Force. <laughs> truthfully, the military is not some place that Annie Graft should be. And I fully respect <laughs> my, um, my brothers in the military, I all like pretty much all my friends are, are military active duty and I just so okay. respect and love them for it. And it is so needed. Huge supporter here. But I also honestly, day one of showing up to my job, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. And so and that was honestly a huge pivotal moment for me realizing, all right, so I just spent four years doing something which crazily 
I kind of knew I didn't want to do, but I did it anyway. And then I got there day one where, you know, it was put my five-year career was supposed to start. And I was like, oh, heck no, I cannot do this for five years. What's wow. my outcome? You know, I so was you like, knew, you knew right away. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, so you like looking back, do you feel like you really did just do it like for other people because it was like the right thing to do because your family was so involved in that that you felt like oh like this is just what they would want me to do this is the right like was it ever for you or was it always for like other people um always always for other people I think like I was looking at it very logically kind of like what I said like oh hey okay well it can make my dad proud it can make my family proud I get this little token of saying, you know, I got into this thing and I was like part of 2% of the females that get through this academy, like, yeah. you know, kind of like a little chip on my shoulder. 0% of me had a passion for that. And um, like I said, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, screw mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, I don't really have any other huge pulling force right now. So I, I decided to, yeah. to go. But, but yeah, like kind of what you said at the beginning where you you think something might be okay. And then you get there and all of a sudden, you know, there's a huge shift. And, and for me, like, I went from being kind of like, well, I know this isn't for me, but I can do it for five years to what's how do I get out? Like, <laughs> right. Like, this is not for me, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And that was actually the catalyst for me to start my businesses, um, because I was starting to build kind of like an escape plan, you know, thinking, um, well, hey, if I have five years to be here, might as well build something on the side so that once I'm out of the military, I have a cushion to fall back on. And I don't have to just Mm -hmm. go say yes to the first job that asks me just because I'm, you know, uh pressured for money. So that was kind of, you know, huge in me starting some new ventures, because I think if I were comfortable, like if I had gone to a normal job and, and I was just okay, I don't think I would have created something else for myself. I don't think I would have started businesses and got uncomfy and started to grow myself and started to get, you know, out of my comfort zone. Cause I would have been like, well, this is fine. You know? And I think that's yeah. actually super relatable. I think a lot of people out there are just fine. You know, they're just like, well, my, my job's okay. Like my income's okay. Like I'm getting by. My friends are okay. My community's right. okay. And everything's okay. And so they're like, well, yes. I'm not driven to do anything different. And then that's where you right. sit for the rest of your life thinking life's just okay. When life is supposed to be just fucking amazing. Am I allowed to swear in here? Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's be useless. <laughs> Must be fucking amazing. I'm on board. Trust me. I literally went to this Reiki healer the other day and I was like, I just want to know that everything will be okay. And she was like, bitch, what? Everything will be okay. Like you want to thrive. You want yeah. things to be more than just okay. You know? And I'm like, wait, you're right. Cause, because honestly, I, that's like a survival mode thing. Like I was always kind of taught that from my mom. Cause she like dealt with so much shit and trauma. And she was always like, I just want everything to be okay. Because in her life, okay was good, you know, because it was better than bad. It was better than not good but right. I'm at a point now where yeah you want more for yourself and when you think of you know that moment in time when you're like yeah this ju- this is just not for me and you talk a lot about you know building self-love building confidence but do you feel like this is how I feel like on the outside looking in that I feel like you had to have at least some sort of confidence and belief in yourself to to not only want more for yourself but to also you know go like a, a, not the classic route and to go a different kind of route and, and be like, you know what, I'm starting for absolutely nothing right now, but there had to be like a belief in you that you could get to the point that you wanted to get to. Right. Or was it just kind of like, you're just like, let's just do it. 
Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question because I I truthfully, I don't think when I started all this stuff, I I wasn't like this is going to be epically successful. Right. <laughs> I was kind of right. like, um, well, let's go with um, it. Yeah. Like I'm going to try it on for size. And I've always had, um, a growth mindset, you know, I think, and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if, you know, that's my upbringing or, you know, my parents, but I, I've always, you know, wanted more, uh, wanted more, life, more freedom, more happiness, more love, more passion. And so when I got to a point of like, absolutely like negative passion in my, I was like, all right, well, there's uh, no other option because I'm not letting this be my life. And, and so um, I don't think that things need to be started. Actually, I was talking to somebody about this today. You know, people have the misconception that you know, successful people start something with a hundred percent certainty or just even like the inkling, like, you know what, I'm going to make this work. But right. most people start scared and unsure and, you know, nervous rock and, even too. Yeah. Right. And, and, but that's, that's the catalyst and that's what creates more in your life. Right. And that first thing that you might try it might be an epic failure, but that might open the door for something else. And that might, you know, shine a light on another passion you have, or, you know, introduce you to a person and a connection, and then you find something else you love. And, you know, and so, um, I think honestly, that is what I was doing. I was just like, you know what, let me just try some things. And I was doing online fitness coaching at the time and I wasn't loving it. You know, I was okay with it, but I wasn't super passionate. So again, I was just kind of taking next steps, like baby step, baby step, baby step until I found, um, you know, a few things that I was really passionate about and went and decided to kind of go all in on that. You know, I listened to this podcast the other day and it was, she was talking about life or death, right? Like just kind of like you just said, like you knew you wanted more, right? So it was either you weren't going to like, you were just going to stay where you wanted to be and just be miserable almost, or you were going to kind of figure it out and do what you needed to do. So it's almost like a life or death situation. Like, do you want to just sit there and just coast and be miserable or do you want to thrive? So yeah, there's going to be that scared city mindset. There's going to be that fair, but at the end of the day, you know, you kind of, it's either, like I just said, it's either life or death essentially. So for you, like, how does, how does one start from like the bottom, like how does that journey look like? And it's such a loaded question, right? Cause there's so much like things that you learn about, especially as like social media. Cause so for me, I was a sports reporter and I like to think that it's similar because essentially you're creating a product. Yes. The product is you, but you also have like legit products that you're giving to these people or whatever. And like it, it you're producing certain things like the content that you're, you're sending out on social media. So how do you, what does that journey look like to you? Because I feel like for so long, and for perfectionists especially, and I think, you know, for people who are so successful and want more, I think everyone kind of has that perfectionist type thing. So for you, like, how do you not, like, not now, I'm sure, but in the beginning, how are you not like, fuck, I just want to be where I want to be. I want to be successful. Like, how do you enjoy the moment and enjoy the growth of it and enjoy, like, what's going on rather than just looking forward and being like, I just wish I was, you know, successful. I wish I was, you know, more where I wanted to be. How do you stop and just be like, you know what, this is a journey. This is, I'm growing and let's just enjoy it for what it is rather than wishing it was more. Right. And I, I, that for me has a hundred percent been, um, 
been a journey in and of itself. But I want to talk, I actually want to talk about, you know, the, the beginning and then I'll, I'll get there. But you said something about being, you know, rock bottom and starting from ground zero. And I just want to say like, guys, if you're listening, like there is power in being rock bottom. There is power in being at ground zero mm-hmm. because literally the only way to go is up. I was talking to a friend of mine, um, just about, you know, again, going through, going through it, you know, it, but in air quotes, whatever that be life. And, you know, when you have those hard moments, when you have those ground zero rock bottom moments, it's honestly kind of, it's a, it's a ray of light, a beacon of light to look up and say, you know what? Well, at this point, there's only up to go from here. And so, um, so guys, background on me, I have a few things going on. I'm a podcaster. I have my fitness business, which is a fitness app. I have my, um, I do health and wellness consulting. I have my apparel line. I have multiple different things going on. Everything, what doesn't you do? (laughs) Um, So multiple different things going on, all of which started at absolutely zero. I guess you want to throw like, you know, social media influencer in there too. All all of those things started at zero at one point. And so what I have to say about starting at zero is you just have to take the first step. You don't have to climb the full staircase on day one. And quite frankly, if you set out my my mindset, honestly, I'm somebody that if I would have set out being like, you know what, I want to have a multi-million dollar business. If I had that mindset on day one, which is, you know, three and a half, three and a half years later, that's where I'm at. But if I said that on day one, I almost would have like been so upset with myself, you know, one year in, a year and a half in, six months in, two years in, because I wasn't there. And honestly, I, I might have quit along the way in the first nine, 10 months of starting um, one of my businesses, I actually had so, and and this is me in a terrible mindset, which actually I think a lot of people can probably relate to. I started something new and I got so much hatred for it. I got so much judgment and negativity. Um, I had girls in my college. Like from who? Random people? Uh, girls in my college, actually. Um, so like I said, I went to the Air Force Academy, which there were literally, there's like 3% girls. Like it's, you know, and so you have like a, a girlfriend or two and not many like real close friends. So most of my friends were guys. And um, so I had girls make like memes about me, pass that around on Facebook, tag me in it, make straight up making fun of me. I literally had people say to my face, just the nastiest things. Um, You know, you're so conceited with yourself. How could you create an Instagram that's all about you? Um, I had people say, oh, who are you to start a business, Miss, you know, 20 and broke? Um, You know, and so I... Oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah, I had, I had even honestly family, family who refused to support me, um, who my family's absolutely amazing. But when I started my business, literally, when I say nobody supported me, nobody supported me. And so I was going to ask you that because that stuff intrigues me too. Because I often hear that a lot that families just like they just don't get it. Right. And I think like, it's almost like I'm sure they do now, right? Oh, my God, 100%. And I think it's it's (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) They want to do it out of like protection. Like, you know, they want to protect you from failure, from criticism, from having high expectations and then falling short. But it's very like hurtful to to start something you're so excited about have high hopes and then be torn down and so I just I feel like I needed to say that because I know somebody out there listening 
has big goals, has something they want to start, but they're scared of that criticism, that judgment, that negativity, because I was there. And so I, I started one of my businesses and I, I got met with that negativity right off the bat. I let that affect me for 10 months, 10 months of doing absolutely nothing, 10 months of forgetting my goals, 10 months of saying, no, what, I'm, I'm not worthy of that. No, I can't do that. I will never be successful at that. And I don't, I honestly, I do know where that shift happened. And it happened when I did get to a point, I was probably, you know, like six months into the Air Force at this point. And I realized 100%, I couldn't have that be my life anymore. And so um, what, what happened was I was like, you know what, my, my why is now bigger than my fear. Oh my God. I'm sorry. My dog is just like literally picking up a bone and dropping. <laughs> He's just like picking Just huge bangs. What's happening over there? <laughs> like, You're like, give me attention. Yeah, honestly. Oh, that's so um, so my why became so much bigger than my fear and, you know, so much bigger than the judgment and the negativity that finally I was able to overcome that. And then, and honestly, that is when my big goals started to come around and I started to yes. say, you know, okay, here's, here's my first benchmark I want to hit. All right, hit mm. that. Here's my next benchmark I want to hit. All right, hit that. Um, and, and that's where that happened. And so I have this weird love for rock bottom. Because for me, it's been a place where there's there's nowhere to go but up. There's nothing to do but trust your gut mm-hmm. and, and go with the heart tugs. And there's nothing to really do but trust yourself and just do the damn thing. Just take one step, you know? And it's like, the, what's the worst thing could happen? It doesn't work out, okay? And you figure out what you're going to do next. I mean, we've all been in situations where things just haven't worked out, like not even just careers, like anything, any sort of situation, you know? But I think so often, and I don't know if you can, you know, relate to this, but I think this is more so a generational thing, but this is also a personal thing. I'm a big perfectionist. So like I, for a while, I would rather like just not try rather than like feel. To, 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 to feel at something is like, is one of the worst like feelings for me. It's like almost detrimental to like my mental health. Like when I feel like whether it's like in a career, in a relationship, like no matter what it is, it's, it's something that's really hard. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. It's just like that, like fear of failure is just, it's almost paralyzing. But I like that you said, find your why. And has that been completely like, has that been what has is that what was what the shift was for you? Like, is that what has really allowed you to, to, to get to the point that you're at? Obviously, there's so much more that goes into it. But you think but when you think of, you know, finding your why, how important was that? And what allowed you to find that why? Because I think so often everyone lives just to go throughout the day, no intention. And, and there's no why. And me finding out that why and finding that intention has made the biggest difference. And I assume that it's made the biggest difference for you, too. Yeah, kind of like what I was saying, like, if you don't have a why, literally anything's going to knock you on your ass. So failure, Mm. gone, you know, judgment, gone, criticism, gone, negativity, gone, like anything that comes at you is literally going to knock you down. And so for me, the why, the why is literally your life jacket, right? So you get pushed off the boat because somebody hates on you. 
well, whatever, because you got the life jacket and you're floating and you're, you know, you're not on the boat, but you're, you're not dead either, you know? And um, so, <laughs> I'm like so big with analogies. So sorry for everybody who couldn't picture that. No, I, I love that. I have like a movie plane in my head. Um, but anyway, like for me, a why, a why is so essential because after the initial start of something, it, there's there's going to be excitement. There's going to be initial like goals and, oh my God, I'm going to do this and vision and and all, all that sort of stuff. But then you're going to get hit with the first person that tells you you can't, or you're going to get hit with that first failure. For me, you know, like, you know, launching a physical product. Like if I didn't have a why, when the hard stuff came, I would have been like, screw this. I'm not doing it. You know, building a social media presence, right. you know, you're going to get those nasty messages. And if I didn't have a why behind it, you know, all of those things would have knocked me down. And so what I would say to somebody mm. who is looking to just like feel really driven about something or like, they're like, where's that passion? Cause I know I yes. can start this thing, find it. you know, yeah. Like you have to find that why and you have to dig deep and it, it might not be something you find today or tonight. But I would encourage you, journaling has helped me significantly. You know, what I would start with is, you know, what's that initial thing you want to do? So let's say, um, let's say you do want to start a business. I'm going to go there because, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind. So you want to start a business, right? Why? Right, write down the reason. Okay. Um, I need to make right. extra bucks. Okay. Why? Well, because I don't want to feel trapped in this lifestyle. Why? Because I, and you have to keep asking yourself why, and you're going to get mm, to the point where, yes. where you realize that your why is so much deeper than what you originally thought. And that is going to be the thing that keeps you in the game. Yes. And I love that because so a big thing for me that I struggled with, and I think a lot of people struggle with is like that career identity, right? Like oftentimes we think our career is who we are. We think our identity, our career is our identity, but I don't want to get trapped in that. But oftentimes our career should be our passion and our passion is essentially who we are. So I think when you can look at it like in a more like healthy and beautiful way like that, it, it will give you more purpose. It will give you more passion because I'm a big believer. I don't think we truly are living out like our highest potential unless we're really living out our passion and our purpose. And that could be anything. It doesn't have to be some huge successful business owner. It could be anything, but just like you said, like there needs to be a why, because there's nothing worse than being trapped in a situation that you're just doing it because you have to, right. like that is the literally you are setting yourself up to, to fail. You are setting yourself up to be so fucking miserable. Like you, I remember when I was a sports reporter and I thought I wanted to do it. And then I realized it and I woke up one day and I was like, I'm fucking miserable. I'm busting my ass. I'm working so hard. I'm doing all these things and I don't even really have a reason or a purpose as to why I'm doing it. So I'm just, you're just exhausting your energy, you know? And I think that's what it comes down to. You're just burning yourself out. So a question that I wanted to ask you that I've been really thinking about lately. And I think you're like one of the most perfect people to ask is, you know, being that, to look on outside looking in, you're that strong friend, right? Like you're that friend that has the good mindset. They, they have their shit together. Um, they, they know what they want. They know what they don't want. So for you, like, does that get like, you're the light for people, right? You're the light for these females and for your friends and family or whoever. Like, do you ever feel like sometimes you're like, why can't other people 
you know, check on me? Why can't other people be the light for me? Why do I always have to be this person for other people and check on everyone? Or is that, is that something you don't deal with? Or is that something you do deal with? And if you do deal with it, can you kind of just like express how you deal with it? I guess. Ooh, girl. Okay. Uh, question because the soul. <laughs> yeah, no, this like hits me really hard. And honestly, I don't think this is something I've really had a conversation about. And so it's really crazy that you bring this up. And like I said at the beginning of this, like I'm in a I'm in a season of finding myself. I'm in a season of working through some shit. And so being somebody that people are used to leaning on and I'm I'm a hundred percent like here to be leaned on, right? Um, I love that. But being in a season where truly like I do wish, I do wish that I had some stronger, I don't want like people to listen to this and be like, what? I'm a strong friend. No. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, um, because I, I will say this, I will say the same, same thing to make you feel better. I have beautiful friends. I have great friends, but my, I'm the one to check on my friends. They don't check on me as much as I check on them. It just, it is what it is. Right. And I think like as strong people, and I don't know if, I don't know if there's just me and my issues, but being a strong friend sometimes forces us. Okay. I'm going to just talk about me. I won't say us, but it has forced me to almost put up some barriers, put up some walls because Mm -hmm. if I'm a strong friend, I can't, you know, have this person feel comfortable coming to me knowing that I'm also struggling. Cause then I, then they're going to be scared to come to me and you know, whatever, whatever, or, you know, I can't, I can't be, but that's doing a disservice to yourself. Right. 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 So it's definitely something, it's definitely something I'm fully working on uh mm-hmm. shout out to therapy so uh but no it's definitely something that I deal with and in reality how I've kind of figured out how that works is not everyone's going to be the strong friend and and sometimes mm-hmm. it takes like a really hard time for you to realize who your one or two or maybe three strong friends family members people you can lean on because that won't be everybody's role in your life. Right. And, and just like, you know, you might be the strong friend or maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yo, I'm, I know I'm not the strong friend or, you know, I know that I'm not somebody that, you know, I inspire my friends. It's vice versa. But I think it's really refreshing to kind of like not put pressure on the people around us to be that role, but instead allow us to identify, you know, one or two people. I have two people that come to mind right now, three people really who have been like my freaking ride or dies in some really hard situations. And, and that's not to say my, my other friends haven't been there, but it's just those three people come to mind more than the rest, you know? Yeah. And I think oftentimes too, this is uh, for me, at least like, you know, I think we do, we always do have those people. Like we have those really good people in our lives, but then sometimes there's like these other people that like, we still want credit for, or we still want them to check in on us. And it's like, no, why do we, why we have the people that are good to us and that are going to check in on us? Like, why do we want these people that aren't really that good to anyone? Why do we expect them to check in on us? You know? And I think for so long, I'm just, I'm so happy for everyone. I'm the light for everyone. Like, and it, it does get a, if you let yourself get in that victim mentality, it gets exhausting, but you just got to pull yourself out of it and be like, you know what? I was, I'm the light for a reason. I was put on this earth for a reason. And and I was put on this earth to help people. And yes, even though I have my internal battles and I wish sometimes people, you know, would, would make a mental note, you know, check on Kylie, even though she's the strong friend, like it is a beautiful thing 
too, but I think it is human nature to just kind of be like, damn, like when the hell is someone going to like, just make sure I'm doing good. Cause I'm actually not doing good at all right now. You know? Yeah, no, so I really get relate. That. I can relate for sure. And I think, I think a lot of people can too. You know, I, I do think a lot of, a lot of people can too. And I, I think, it, I, I don't think it, there's anything wrong with it. I think it's human nature, but um, I think, yeah, I just, I just kind of just wanted to, to ask. Yeah. And I was just going to say, and honestly, like a huge thing that I've realized in just some hard seasons in my life is that it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be a person. I have found myself kind of feeling guilty mm repetitively going to somebody, putting all my burdens on them, you know, uh, you know, venting, whatever it might be. So this is why I'm such a huge proponent for therapy um, is because you don't have, yeah, yeah, you don't have to be struggling with your mental health to go seek therapy. It can literally just be take the role of your strong friend, right? And and it can almost like, for me, it's allowed me to be like, you know what, I know that I need, you know, someone to lean on, someone to talk to it about, someone with a level head to kind of help me work through this stuff. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, your BFFL or your mom or your sister, right? And so therapy, number one for me. Um. So then the second thing is religion or spirituality. So I don't know how spiritual you are or religious for me. Yeah. For me, I took a step back from that for a really long time after being raised Catholic. And recently I have found just a massive, honestly, I found a massive hole in my life that could only be filled by that. And so that's been a beautiful thing for me, uh, Mm -hmm. tapping into, you know, a church community, a religious community, a spiritual community, whatever that might be. Again, it doesn't have to be your best friend or your mom or your sister. It can be, you know, that spirituality, church therapy, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that's where it's 1000%. Definitely. I'm also a huge, cause I'm, I'm a huge advocate for all those things. I'm also a huge advocate for writing letters. Like if you don't want to like express it to that person, like just write them a letter, like just write it. Like you don't have to send it to them. You don't even have to show it to them. Like, or even if you want to write yourself a letter, like just write all of that down. Cause when you put that like pen to paper, you're, while you're doing that, you're letting out so much emotion that you don't even realize it. And you're also figuring out things like, Oh shit, I didn't even know I felt this way, you know? So all those things I think are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into like habits and morning routines and things like that, because I don't think people really, truly realize the importance of having routines and the importance of having morning routines. And, and that's one thing that I love about your message. And I love about the things that you really talk about is, is, is that exactly what I just said. So let's get into it, right? Like, what does your morning routine look like? How long did it take you to really like do the trial and error and figure out like what comes natural to you? What makes you feel the most? Like, that's what I want. Yeah. Okay. I love this. I mean, what makes you feel the most calm? Yeah, no, for sure. I love this question so much. And I actually, I just did an episode um, maybe a few weeks ago about my morning routine and how important that is. And truthfully, it is not something, yeah, it is not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not going to be something you, you know, just wake up and you're like, this is perfect. Like, awesome. I'm Annie's routine, it, it takes time and it takes um, adjusting. So, you know, over the years, it has taken me some time to figure out what works for me. But um, but my big staples for my morning routine, I have three 
staples and three routines within my big routine. So it is a mindset routine, it is a movement routine, and it's a product routine. So those three things are essential. They are non-negotiables. They are things that I make time for. I cut out time for. Um, and so what I mean about that, just real quick, um, mindset routine. Every single day, I am fueling my mind with something that is beneficial for me. So something that is positive, something that is helping me grow, something that is, um, you know, personal development an audible, a YouTube video, a Ted talk, you know, something that is positive. Mm. I, I definitely used to be this person just, you know, thrown on that pop hits Spotify or, you know, maybe <laughs> listening to like a rerun of an episode from last night or whatever. Like I was just filling my mind with things that weren't helping me, right? Um, listening to some radio show on the way to work, whatever that looks like. So I've switched that over to, you know, a mindset routine. Um, so the, the, that's one part of the mindset routine. The other part of that is positive affirmations. And what I do is I do actually power poses and positive affirmations every single day. Um, this is something that is huge in my mindset and huge in starting my day and honestly just building belief in myself. So it might sound really silly. And I actually have like, I, I actually have a full episode that, you know, I walk through how to create some really meaningful, positive affirmations that are not just like, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm capable. Like those might not resonate with you in a really deep level. And so I encourage you guys, if you've never done positive affirmations and like spoken them out loud while you're looking at yourself in a powerful pose, like, definitely something that has helped me and it's it, it feels it looks so silly so dumb but the, the more yeah the more you do it um it really has such a strong effect on you because what you think becomes what you say becomes how you show up in this world and that's all connected so if you're constantly telling yourself like oh god i look fat in this outfit oh god today's a terrible day oh god i'm i'm not as pretty as her oh my god i'm not going to do well in this presentation at work today if you're constantly thinking those things that's going to be what you say so you're going to you know you're going to say that out loud you know how many times have we heard people say oh Oh, you literally say those things. Oh no, sorry. Like I'm just uglier than you, or I'm just not as successful as you, or sorry, I'm not as good as a public speaker as you. And you're, you're constantly putting yourself down. So if you can start your day with positive thoughts and positive words at yourself, it really does reset, um, your, your whole day. And actually there's so much science behind positive affirmations. Sorry if I'm going too much into this, but so much science behind the words that you speak into the air it literally um is proven that that's what you're pulling in toward you right so it doesn't have to be things that are so true and that you currently believe a lot of my positive affirmations when i was still in the military one of my positive affirmation was i am living a free life that is designed by me well like like when i was in the military that was not true, but I wanted to create that in my life, you know? And so that was something I said every single day. So that's my- Okay, I do want to ask you yeah. something. Okay, I, I do want to, before you go, I want to ask you something with that. Because, so I haven't done that yet. And how, it's, is that tricky though, to tell yourself something that like you don't believe? Like, do you feel like you're almost like lying to yourself? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so it's taken me some time, but but no, I don't feel like that at all. Originally, you don't, okay. But did you in the beginning? A little bit. It's just, it's strange. It's weird. And, and also, because we're so, I feel like we're so attuned to be like, but I don't think I'm beautiful, so I can't say it, you know? And, and it's actually, if you find yourself, guys, um, and I go through this whole exercise where pretty much, if you recognize some ne negative thoughts in your life, 
write those down and literally flip them to the opposite in an affirmative um, sentence. So, you know, if you have that phrase that's coming up, that's like, for me, this has been one, I am a procrastinator. I am not really good at using time wisely. I will flip that to, I use my time efficiently and effectively to achieve my goals, you know, something like that. And so at first you're going to say that and you're going to be like, I use my time efficiently and productively to achieve my goals. And you're like, Psh, no, fuck, no, you don't girl. You just spend an hour on Instagram. <laughs> You know, right, right. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. The I mean. habits that you build, literally, you fall into that, and you show up as that. Mm. So the more and more that you say, "I'm productive," I use my time wisely, I am getting closer to achieving my goals because I am using my time wisely. You are literally like it's a subconscious thing where oh, you then you're um you're on Instagram and. Honestly, you think of that because you started your day with those thoughts, those words, those intentions, even if it takes, you know, doing this for two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever that looks like. The idea is that you are literally also beyond um, just that tactical one. So let's say one is, you know, for me, the one about living a free life. I would sit there and I would feel the feelings and pretend that I was out of the military, I was free, I was living a life designed by me, I was creating my own schedule every single day, and I would say that and I would allow those emotions and those feelings to literally like like build up within me and stand there in my mirror. And guys, you can't see me, but I'm, you know, hands on hips, in pose, and I would say things and and truthfully it brings this crazy emotion and joy and excitement. And especially if you're saying things like that you're striving for, it's so powerful because that then that becomes the feeling you're starting your day on. Um, excitement and urgency and, you know, belief in yourself. And, you know, literally it does, it takes so much practice to get your mind to be like, okay, what would that look like? Live a free life. How would I feel about that? What emotions would come to my head, to my heart, to my stomach? The more and more you practice this though, like now when I do it and I say some of my biggest goals, you know, I stand there and I say, I have helped 100 women earn $100,000 in a year through pursuing a side hustle. When I say that in the mirror, I get so freaking jacked up because I'm like, one day this is going to happen and I'm going to say these words and I'm going to be like jumping up and down because it's reality. Yeah. I just embody that. Um, But yeah, it's a really cool exercise. I love that. Mm-hmm. No, I love okay, that. so that was mindset routine. The next thing is movement routine. So every single day, I walk one mile in the morning while listening to my personal development. So that's something I do side by side. If you're not a reader, you don't have to force yourself to sit down and read. Again, I would just encourage you to fuel your mind with that positive stuff. And I do this while I am walking a mile. I also work out in the morning. So I do my mile walk, the doggos, and then I work out nice. I always start my day off with a sweat. So what I'm going to say about this movement routine, guys, it is what you want it to be. So if for you, that looks like, you know, a walk around the block and that's five minutes, you know, that's okay. But moving your body in the, in the start of the day, honestly, for me, it's created this form of control. Like I control, I control my body. I control what I'm doing, when I'm doing it. Like it is, a, it's really honestly helped me to kind of connect. Yeah. And just like to own that part of my day. Um, and you know, 
Got it. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Okay. With this whole morning routine. But, you know, have that time that's just for yourself. I used to make fun of my mom. She's a big, you know, let's go on a walk. And I was like, walk? What is walk? You know, why do you want to walk? <laughs> and so um, I am at a point where, and in the beginning of 2020, I made a deal with myself that I was going to do a mile every single day and it was going to be intentional and it wasn't going to be throughout the day. So it's not where you look at your Apple watch and you're like, great, I've walked 7.2 miles, but you never made the intention. You know, that might be aggressive. 2.7. Yes. Yeah. But right. So it's the intention of being like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to walk one mile right now. And so anyway, and then the sweat thing, guys, for me, again, I told you that that's my thing I do for me every single day is I go and sweat. Um, and I'm huge into working out, obviously. But if that is not something for you, that is your thing, that could be meditation, it could be yoga, it could be, um, but I am really, I'm set that you have to do something to move your body. Um, that's not, that's not just roll out of bed and get into the car. <laughs> I know. I was like, I move my body every day. I walk upstairs. I walk downstairs. Nothing else needs to be intentional to it. I'm on board. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So that's the movement part. And then the third one is the product Mm -hmm. routine. And for me, this has just allowed for, because if you guys notice, like, okay, mindset and movement, honestly, you can kind of trick yourself into saying you do those things. You can be like, man, I'm sure I told myself positive things. Great. Check. Um, Sure. I listened to a minute of that really great TED talk and then I exited out and then I went and listened to trash music, you know, and you kind of, kind of, you can kind of convince yourself you're doing it. You can say, well, you really yeah. Can. And same thing with the walking and the work, you know, well, I sweat cause I took the trash out and that was really difficult. That's my sweat. <laughs> Literally like um, <laughs> sometimes I'll even like say those things. I'm like, Kylie, what the fuck are you saying to yourself right now? You did not move your body today. Like get out of here. <laughs> like I completely yeah. agree. So um, for those are, are honestly things that you have flexibility over, right? Because they're not staples. They're not like, I mean, for me, they're staples, but they're not like um, grounded elements, things, you know, like tangible items, right? And so for me, having right. a product routine in the morning that is beneficial for me, that is helping me prioritize my body, how I'm feeling my body, what I'm putting on my face, on my skin, your skin's your largest organ. So I'm a huge believer in that. And so for me, every single day, if y'all want, I mean, I put my, um, my face on my story, like right when I wake up, I am doing a tea time or whatever, but I always have my gel eye masks on and do, I do a skincare routine and then I fuel my body with my green strength. So that, and those are, you know, many different things that are beneficial to my body. And really, honestly, products are something that you can't just say, well, I did it. Like you literally, you either washed your freaking face yeah. or you did it. Like, or you did it. <laughs> like, right. You either drank the tea or right. you did it. You either made the juice right. or you did it. And yeah. I like that you made that point. That's cool. I've never thought of yeah. that. Yeah. And so for me, just having that, that tangible item as a part of my day has honestly helped kind of just tie the whole thing in a bow. Um, and so, Mm, yeah. yeah. And so those are the three elements for me. I've also recently incorporated in the mindset mm. journaling. So again, those are just things I found out yeah. truthfully to kind of go to the beginning of your question. When I was working full time, guys, I had to be butt in seat at 7am. And so right. I, I, that was going to be my next question. for you. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like so many people are like, how do you have the time to do that? You know, like, how do I find the time to do that? I feel like so many people, we give excuses, right? And I feel like that's number one, the biggest excuse. Yeah, 100%. And so that's why I wanted to say, like, 
Y'all, I relate to that. And for so long, honestly, literally until January of 2020, my life was sitting my butt in a seat at 7 a.m. to show up for my boss, right? And so don't think, oh, no, no, no. Annie can only do a morning routine because she controls her day and she works and runs her own business. Like, no, ma'am, I actually, I actually carved out 30 minutes. So before I, when I was working, I wasn't doing my morning sweat sesh every single morning. Sometimes I was doing that on my lunch break. Sometimes I was doing that after work. You know, if I could, yeah. But in the morning, it's really carving out 30 minutes. And if you you have 30 minutes, like I literally don't care what your life looks like. If you have crazy babies, if you're working crazy hours, you have 30 minutes to pour into yourself. Because for me, what I realized was in doing a morning routine and and starting my day with intention, which I think is a huge just trend about my life and the life I live is just being intentional Um, and starting my day every single day with intention, then I... I control my attitude, my mindset, my emotions, my um, really what I get done in a day, my productivity, like mm-hmm. because I'm intentional in the morning. And so if you guys are somebody who you roll out of bed, you hit the snooze, you're rushed, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're complaining, you're listening to trashy news, hearing about some terrible political thing, you're in a bad mood, then you're mad at your kids, then they're screaming. And, and if that's how your day starts. Just realize that you you can carve out 30 minutes to go on a little 10-minute walk, wash your face, fuel your body with something productive, and listen to something beneficial. And and really, if you just do those yeah. things to start off, I think you're going to be in a better place and you're going to learn, you know, okay, hey, this works for me. Hey, doesn't really work for me. I'm going to switch it out for this, you know? And so you're going to be able to move and shift and shake with that. Um, my morning routine now, because... I truly wake up when I'm done sleeping and I don't set an alarm. It looks different. So, you know, some days it happens at 6 a.m. when I just wake up. Some days it's 9.30, you know? And so um, I do have like the free. As long as you're just. Yeah. And so definitely not somebody who's like 5 a.m. club, set your alarm and get out of bed. (laughs) Actually, funny. Right. No. Um, Yeah. While I was, this was a few years ago, actually, I was prepping for an NPC bikini show and I, I was setting my alarm for 3.30 in the morning to get up, work out, do my cardio, do my morning routine, wow. shower, get dressed, and then go to work and be at butt and seat by seven. And it was so funny. So many people were like, wow, I wish I was a morning person like you. And I'm like, bitch, I fucking love my sleep. I'm not a morning person, but I only prioritize. <laughs> you think I want to do this? Literally, like literally, you think I want to fucking get up at 3.30 in the morning and then not even start my day yet? And I've been up for five hours? Dude, I know. Like, no. Like, so just my thing about that is like, guys, I don't have anything that you don't have, but I'm being intentional about how I'm spending my time and how I'm starting my day. And that's honestly transformed my whole life. Mm, Yeah. So my question for you then is how... Is this just a trial and everything over time? How does it not become obsessive, right? Like, how do you not like obsess over the morning routine? Oh, I didn't go on my one mile walk today. I'm a failure today. Like, oh, I didn't like, how does it not become obsessive? How do you find the balance? How do you find the happy medium to just know, like, listen, I'm not going to obsess over this, but it just comes natural because I know that I'm just a better and happier and more balanced person when I'm treating myself this way and when I'm doing these mornings. For sure. And I think it's, it's really easy actually when you're starting off to get really obsessive about it. Um, and I, I, 
you know, there's a part of me that thinks there's a place and a time for being obsessive. And honestly, it's hard to establish new habits and new, like, you know, things in your life. It's going to take like what it's like, takes 30 days to form a habit or something like that. So in the beginning, you're going to feel like you're going to feel like, oh my God, I'm just obsessing over this. This is like causing me so much stress. I'm just anxious because like my alarm's going to go off and then I'm like, I have to do all these things and you know, I, whatever I want to prioritize myself, but also the baby's crying and you know, all this stuff. And so I, I truthfully do have to say, and this might piss some people off in the beginning, you might have to be a little obsessive about it. Just going to say, because you want to form those. No, I, I think that's right. Like you want to, you need to form those foundational habits. Um, but what you guys would probably realize about my morning routine is I'm not saying sit down and journal for 20 minutes, listen to an hour long podcast, run for 30 minutes, work out for one hour. Like right. nothing, literally nothing has a quantitative value except for the one mile. Cause that's just a, a that's just a me goal thing. Um, but literally nothing has a quantitative value. Everything is just, you know, in getting myself to do it. So some days, like I said, I'm journaling for two minutes. I'm doing a 15 minute sweat sesh in my living room. I am listening to 10 minutes of a podcast. I'm not even finishing it. Um, and I'm walking on my mile and, and that, you know, thing happens to be 20 minutes. Right. And so what, where I'm at now, because I have set up those foundational habits, it, it doesn't control my life. Like it really is something that I love doing that it has really made a huge impact on my life. So it's not something I dread anymore. It's not something I get stressed about anymore. It's not something that is a burden or, you know, hard for me to do. It's actually just something that is like refreshing and it fills my cup, and, you know, Yeah. And so again, like, I just want people to know, like, when you start off doing something new, it's, you're gonna have those discomforts internally, you're gonna have, honestly, you might even have resistance, you might the first three days of trying to wake up 30 minutes earlier, you might snooze your alarm. That's not a sign for you to quit it altogether and say, Nope, I'm just not a morning person, just not a morning routine person. Great. It works for Annie, but just doesn't work for me. Like no sis, you have to go through the discomfort and the resistance to actually form the habits. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. No, I agree. Everything you just said, it's so true. Cause it's like, like on the outside looking, it's like, what? But you're right. You, you do become obsessive and you are uncomfortable at first. You're, you're, you're forming a different habit. Like you're changing your lifestyle, you know, like you are going to become obsessed mm-hmm. with it at first, but, but over time it just, you start to see the difference. You start, start to see the shift and you're just like, okay, what I'm doing right now is healthy and it's good, but let's just like bring that home for a second and remember like there's balance and like, let's not get too over the top. And I think the more you do things, the more it just comes natural. So like for you, like on the days you don't have intention, is it hard to to do it or like you said no you're just you're just in a place now where you don't even think about it anymore you, you just do it it's part of like who you are yeah okay so truthfully I mean like I said I forget if I said this before we hit record or after we hit record but um I have struggled with you know mental health and having really deep depressive you know seasons and and that's a very real thing for me and so like, and especially in the fall and the winter and fall tends to be a very down time for me. And so the days that I just absolutely, I I can't get myself to the gym and, you know, I, I stare at a piece of paper and I'm trying to write gratitudes and I literally cannot think of anything. I'm just being human and letting you guys know, like I have those days too. And that does happen. 
but I distinctly notice a difference in the rest of my day. And again, that's something that over time I've learned to not guilt myself over that, not to feel shame over that, to kind of release that and allow that to be honor my, my low points, honor my, my hard seasons and honor those days, but not to let that become the habit, you know? And Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, And so, you know, again, like guys, Again, if you're starting off or you're like wanting to form a morning routine, maybe you just start off with one of the three things I talked about, you know, product, Hmm. mindset routine or movement routine. You know, for me, because I've been trying to establish this now for a few years, those three are staples. But if you're just starting off, if you're going from snoozing your alarm, rolling out of bed, being anxious and stressed, jumping in the car, being late to work, you might just start off, you know, hey, I'm just going to walk for 10 minutes in the morning. That's it. Like, I'm just going to do that. I get up 10 minutes earlier. I'm going to set my shoes right next to here. I'm going to, you know, uh, have my workout clothes set up, you know, and I'm just going to walk for 10 minutes, you know, or you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to get, you know, a few quality products that I know um, are good for me. And I'm going to start my day feeling my body, washing my face, doing a little routine. You know, maybe that might be the start of your routine, but you know, it doesn't have to look exactly like mine. And it can just be a few little components or aspects. Um, so don't stress yourself out about doing all the things, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that because I, I was going to ask you, like, you know, for some people who are, like, overly overwhelmed or over anxious, should they just start, like, with one thing? And I do think that's a good mm-hmm. idea. But I do think that the three, um, everything you talked about is when things really start to shift and, and to make a difference. So oftentimes I hear like people who like, you know, are, are all about the things we're talking about when they talk about their morning routines, they like to say that, you know, they, they like to wake up, do their routine, do this and, and don't touch their phone. I know it's different for you because your morning routines are essential to what you're putting on your content on social media. So do you do social media detoxes or is that is that not something you do? Okay, this is truthfully something I need to be way better at. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, truthfully, I'm not scrolling through DMs, scrolling through texts, checking Facebook. I'm not doing that. I do get out my phone and I do record a tea time. I do take a little boomerang of me on my walk. Um, but I'm not sitting there allowing people to control the first thoughts that I have in the day. Um, of course, I'm human and I have days where, oh my God, I see I see a glimpse of a DM and I have to click. I'm like, what is this? You know, but I'm not it's a little bit different, right? So my phone is actually set on airplane mode or not airplane mode, do not disturb. And I have all notifications turn off. And so that's a, that's a constant thing um, for me, just because like, I don't like my phone or social media or alerts to control my life. If I'm ready and I've created the time and the space for social media or, you know, messaging people or talking to people or creating connections, whatever that is, I like to have that be at, you know, at my decision, my, again, intentional, yeah. intentional on that, not just allowing a mm-hmm. quick, oh, alert, oh, got to get on my phone, got to got to do something. I, so right. it's kind of like, I have periods off my phone during the day. Uh, and then weekends, weekends for me, I don't like to say I'm not on my phone, but I definitely allow my weekends to be a time where I'm definitely more in the moment and not so much on my phone. A lot of the content, if you guys do follow me, a lot of my weekend content is me enjoying life. I might be enjoying some some wine, some mixies, you know, I might be out with friends, I might be skydiving, like I don't know <laughs> but but I allow myself to kind of just like release the stress of my phone. And that's usually to be honest, that's usually Saturdays for me. 
Okay. No, that's perfect. Because I think it is important to, like you said, like just having the intentional to just like not always get so caught up in it. Because I don't know. I mean, social media detoxes are important. But at the same time, I feel like if you're just living every day with that balance, like you don't really need that social media detox. Like, you know, if, if you know you're you're on social media for a good reason to like help people and to teach people, you, you know, you're not just scrolling and comparing, then there, there's really no need for a detox. If you don't think you're being like, over consumed by it, you know? Um, so before I let you go, I just want to ask you, Annie, um, I ask all of our, our guests this question. Well, not this particular question, but a question like this. Um, what advice would you give, um, you know, to someone who's maybe struggling to, to make that step or, or struggling to find that faith in their self to, to get uncomfy, like you say, or to get outside their comfort zone. Um, what would your advice be to someone who who's in that kind of weird limbo stage? They want to make that decision. They want to have a better life, but they're scared of what other people will say. And they're just scared to fail. So this might be like, um, you know, advice that's hard to take, but I'm a firm believer that waiting does absolutely nothing. And, and so there's a, there's an instinct within all of us, I think, to be like, you know what, I'm going to wait until life calms down. I'm going to wait until I feel ready. Um, I'm going to wait until it's a better time. I'm going to wait until I save up a little bit. Wait, 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 wait. But guys, like our life is not meant to be waited away. And I'm a firm believer in just doing. It's funny because we kind of talked about this and you, you have said like, you know, you're a perfectionist and you know, you like things to be done a certain way and, you know, or you've been like that in the past. Um, and truthfully, I, that is actually one of my strong suits that I've never been like that. Um, and I'm so much more of a doer than a thinker, which could be also a, uh, uh, not a strong suit. <laughs> Definitely like a weakness. Cause I just, I just do, st I'm just like, fuck it, do it, you know? But I think that we're all waiting to be ready, waiting for the right time, when in reality, we just have to do and fail. And if you set yourself up for the mindset of, you know what, I'm going to do this, and I, I know for a damn fact that it's going to be a failure the first time I try it, at least you have that mindset. And I don't want that to be a negative thing, but just allow yourself like the permission to try something and not be perfect at it the first time, right? And Doing is always going to be better than thinking about doing. You get absolutely not, nothing done by waiting and thinking and debating and contemplating and asking friends and grandma what they think. Like, girl, you just got to do it. Um, and it's going to be scary. You're going to be uncertain. You're going to be unsure. You're going to, you know, have people all in your ears. But you have to take the first step. And you have to just try truthfully that that is what I would say and again like I said that might be hard to take because hard advice to take because it's just leaning into the un uncomfortable it's just leaning into the resistance and we all have that but you're not gonna see a change until you make a change that is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast.com 
and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.